Hi, my name is Peter Maestri and you're listening to Divorce, the first six months. If you're someone who's about to go through a divorce or maybe you're just healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories that you're going to listen to focus on people that have been through a divorce, but more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. I completely rebelled. Well, and I mean, I rebelled more so after my mom divorced him. I think that like, it was so ingrained in me at that time that, you know, when I became a teenager, it was like, oh, I'm going to go fuck some shit up. <laughs> like, I'm going to do everything I can to not fit into that small town girl mold. Yeah. You know, I would hop in, you know, my first car and I would drive an hour away to the bigger town and just get out of my car as a teenager, go park my car and just go walk around just to be in a different place that wasn't this small town mold. And to learn that there's more out there. Yeah. You know, I didn't have to be that. And I think that's probably what scared me the most about my marriage was realizing I was slipping right into that mold. And it had been something that, you know, as a young kid and a teenager, I had done everything I could to fight against. And now here I was 21 years old and married. And at that point, you know, easing into realizing that the guy that I was married to was an addict. And I was just like, Oh my God, like I might as well just move back into the trailer park. Yeah. You know, the thing that I've been running from my entire life and to be honest with you, I think that that's what gave me the strength was that realization of, you're going to let this being a, you know, just being, I guess, like a, a piece of your environment, like you're going to let it win and you can't let it win. That's, that's not what I was. It's not how I'm built. It's just not, you know, I didn't want to be a product of that environment. And I think that that made it a lot easier to sit down and have that conversation and go, thanks for being here during this. And I'm glad that we got to go through this together, but it's time for me to grow. And we're not, we're not growing together. We're just leaning on each other. What would you advise to somebody that was, or about to be in that situation or, or hears you saying what you say and they're like, man, that just, I can, I can totally, like it resonates. What kind of advice would you give that person? I think that, I, I think I already said, said exactly, exactly what I would say to everyone. You don't owe it to anybody. You don't, you don't owe anyone anything. I don't owe anything to my mom by staying in that relationship and, you know, proving that I could make marriage work. I don't owe anything to that man that was my stepdad. I don't owe anything to my ex-husband. The only person that I owe something to is me. And I have done, you know, a lot of therapy work um, with childhood trauma to kind of, you know, work through some of the, the shit that I went through. And one of the things that my therapist has always, you know, reminded me is when I'm having those moments to, to look back and imagine little Misty, you know, picture little six-year-old Misty. What does she deserve? Does she deserve to grow up in the trailer park and stay in Kansas forever? Or does she deserve more than that? And 
it's, it's something that I use as a reminder a lot um, that I don't know anybody, anything except for myself. And to be completely and bluntly honest with myself. Um, it's really easy for us to lie to ourselves about things because we don't want to face them. And it's not always pretty and it's not always easy and it's not always fun to be honest with yourself, but it's worth it in the end. It, you, you get the better result if you are. Did you have doubt any like inside of that process? I can, I can't imagine that it sound that it was always as positive as the way you describe it. No, it was not. <laughs> what did you do to get back on course? Cause I know, you know, there's a saying that, you know, you keep pushing the rock up the hill. Yeah. It's this first pushing the rock up the hill. <clears throat> um, You know, it, it's funny because I think that I realized, you know, after I moved into an apartment by myself, um, I kind of acknowledged it very early on that I was going to indeed have to do exactly that. And that was rebuild. You know, I didn't want to take anything from that relationship with me. I mean, even as much as like, I left all of the furniture I left, you know, the only thing that I took was my car and my clothes. Um, so the rebuilding process for me started in a very materialistic way, to be honest with you. Um, I grew up with not a lot of money. And so for me, the rebuilding started financially. It started with, okay, <clears throat> I don't have someone to rely on anymore. I don't have this other partner and money has always been a trigger for me. Um, I had to, to, had to learn to teach myself to, you know, build that little nest egg for emergencies and, you know, things like that so that I could truly like lay my head down at night and go to sleep and feel comfortable. Um, which meant that I worked harder and I worked more. Um, I also had to go and make friends, which was really weird as, as a young adult. Um, because we were married, you know, we were just this, this little nuclear package that came together. And, you know, we had, he had his best friend and I had my best friend and, you know, there were a few other people, but I guess I always viewed, you know, when you're in college or, you know, of that age, like everybody has big friend groups yeah. and I had, I had to learn how to make friends, which was really weird because it never really occurred to me because at the end of the day, I always had him to go home to. And I, I didn't ever think about it. You know, if there were other people around, cool. If not, he's right there. Um, was it to make friends. Oh my God. It's, it doesn't get any easier either. Like I can tell you 20 years later, making grown up friends is hard and scary and weird. You mean at 40, it doesn't become it's, easier. Oh my God. Like it, it's just so awkward. You're yeah. like, um, hi, do you want to be my friend? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just weird, you know, unless like you're involved. Here. <laughs> yeah. Like unless you're involved in like, you know, clubs or, you know, cooking classes or whatever, like you're not just going to run into somebody at the grocery store and be like, well, we're friends now. That's just how that works. You know, like when you're a little kid on the playground, someone's on the swing and you're like, you're my best friend. We're friends now. Yeah. And that's just how, like, it just is. It doesn't work that way when you're older. Yeah. Um, 
not with a whole lot of uh, unless you have a whole lot of awkwardness around it. I there is constantly awkwardness surrounding me. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that that to me was like those two things were the biggest rebuilding. Um, figuring out how to find my financial footing and making friends to, to have people to lean on. Um, I also like process. Like when you were doing, uh, sorry to cut you off. No, it's I okay. just, I think you're just giving me gold right now. And I want to make sure that <laughs> the details, what did you, how did you do the rebuilding? Cause with friends and I know, and I went through this myself was I, I didn't have a community, you know, Nope. what did Same. you, do? what were some of the things that you did? Well, um, I found, I, I, I was working at that point um, and I found a couple of people that I worked with that um, I I had this friend, her name was Carrie and she was kind of like my work buddy. And she kind of slowly started inviting me out with like her friend group. And I became really, really close um, with them. It's, it's always like, I look back on it and it's always kind of amazed me because she had to be able, she had to see the wounded in me and she had to see that like, okay, she just got divorced. She doesn't really know anybody here. Like I need to help her have friends, you know? And I, I look back on it and I'm so thankful for her because building relationships with those people, um, it taught me how to talk to people again. You know, I hadn't, it was one thing that I had missed out on because I met him when I was a freshman in college and I didn't ever have to learn how to have conversations with people, you know, like everything that we did in college revolved around the bar or the music club that we used to go to all the time. So all that we ever, you know, our very small friend group ever talked about was music and drinking, you know, and I, all of the people that she introduced me to were a little bit older, you know, they were in their like mid twenties, late twenties. They had real jobs and, um, real like hobbies and they ran businesses and I, I had to learn how to actually have conversations and, I, I look back all the time and I thank God that she came into my life just by, you know, random circumstance of working together. Otherwise I'm not sure where, how I would have rebuilt. Um, but from her, I also, uh, met the first band that I ever worked for. And that process came very, very quickly after my divorce. Um, I would say it was the first year or so after I got divorced. I met some guys in Kansas City that were in a band. We randomly saw them play at a bar one night, and I somewhat kind of started to see a path for what I wanted to do. Um, I am in absolutely no way musically inclined. I am tone deaf. I don't even sing in my car because I don't want someone sitting next to me to have to hear it. But I have always loved music, like, to the core. And I knew when I met those guys, there has to be a way that I can work in music without being musical. And so it gave me, it definitely, like, gave me something really big to hold on to, 
to get me through that time. You know, when you're, when you're able to look forward at something, you know, where there is that light at the end of the tunnel, it makes everything easier. And I don't think that I dealt with a lot of my issues about my divorce until way, way after my divorce happened, you know, years after it happened. I think that I got so caught up in growing and figuring out what I wanted to do with my life that I just like propelled and launched myself forward. And that was, that was my rebuilding was going, I don't want to work in this cubicle job nine to five every day for the rest of my life. Like this is fucking terrible. <laughs> so I met these people and they seem to have a leg up on, you know, this world that I'm so interested in. And I was able to throw myself into it really quickly and really easily. So you basically got the rest of your life out of your yeah, divorce. I did. Without even knowing it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, to be honest with you, I went on a, a binge. I realized that I hadn't been able to go out and have fun because I was always so worried about him and what his behavior was going to end up like. Yeah. So after we got divorced, you know, and I met my friend Carrie and all of her friends, um, I definitely like, I was a hell raiser. Like I went through, you know, three or four months of like, I don't fucking know what I did last night. Don't tell me about it. I, you know, oh, I was standing on the bar. Oh, okay. You know, just that trying to make up for lost time, I guess. Yeah. And was it fun? Oh my God. It was amazing. Yeah. You know, I felt like, like I said, my, the entire, like probably last two years of my marriage, I felt smothered. And it was just that letting loose of like, I haven't been, I've had to worry about somebody else for the past two years and I haven't been able to do anything fun myself. And so I'm going to just go buck wild. And, and I did. And through that, that's exactly how I, like I said, I met the band. Um, I'm told later, because uh -huh. I don't remember this, that I actually walked up to their merch booth and stole a CD and that one of them came after me to get the CD and that's how I met them. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest yeah. of the history. Yeah. So um it I did. I got I got the rest of my life out of getting divorced. Thank you once again for giving us your time. This started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm gonna challenge you right now. If it made a difference, reach out and tell somebody. It really does make a difference. <laughs>